0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good to be in the house of the Lord, the Lord's house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's good to see everyone here, and it's good to see especially who? The fathers. Amen. Blessed be the fathers who take on the great responsibility of living a godly life to be an example and to be a, a testimony of God's love for their children. Amen? Amen. amen, amen. I know the first time that I little baby Charles came into existence, I checked all of his faculties. He was good, and and all of a sudden, fatherhood came upon me. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, it just wasn't kids anymore. It was the son. Amen, that the Lord has given me. So we want to honor all the fathers. If you would stand up, please. We want to honor you with this keychain that says, Be strong and courageous in the power of the Lord, Joshua 1 9. Just a way to remember. And this is a heavy uh, keystone, uh, you know, ring, so uh, you won't lose it, yeah. right? You'll know it's in your pocket. So thank you so much, fathers. God bless you. Have a seat. We have a wonderful service for you. And unlike other places where you go for Father's Day, sometimes they just slap you on the back, say thank you, fathers. You're doing a great job. We have a fiesta celebration for you outside. Amen. Chicken, rice, and beans, tortillas, chips, amen. And uh, and and dessert? Do we have dessert? I don't know. Yes, we have. Oh, yeah, we have dessert as well. Cookies. You're gonna get spiritually and naturally fed to the glory of God, amen. We want to welcome anyone that's here for the first time. If this is your first time, raise your hand up, real big and strong. There she is, Selena. God bless you, Bob's sister. You know, people say when they come to the church, even people that are doing, you know, work for the church, they say, your people are so friendly, they're so nice, they're so loving. I go, yeah, they better be. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, we like to be different. We like to show the love of God. Isn't that what Jesus said? They'll know you by your love. Amen. So uh, there's a little card there. If you fill it out and put it in the offering receptacle, when it comes by, we can make a record of your visit and tell you. All the wonderful things that are coming at New Hart Four Square Church. My son's gonna give us a little rundown right now.
1: Well, welcome everyone. Yeah, happy Father's Day to the fathers. And we're also gonna have an award ceremony for the VBS kids today, all right? So that's why you see all the decorations you see around you are from our VBS this past week. And I must say, I think all the volunteers uh, at VBS did an outstanding job. I think they really knocked it out of the park, so let's give them a round of applause. It was just overwhelming, the number of volunteers that we had. It was just, it was, it was really beautiful. Like, it really touched my heart that everybody cared so much about our kids and was willing to invest in them. So um, thank you so much for all your hard work. So our team kid, team kid lesson today for the elementary They're going to be learning about Job. Actually, the youth and the elementary are going to be learning about Job today. Um, And the question that they're going to be talking about is, is God near when I am suffering? And so they're going to be learning that Jesus knows what it's like to suffer. Because, I mean, he suffered the ultimate penalty on the cross. And he's near us, and he understands us when we are going through suffering. And so just this week, if you can ask your child... um, How to glorify God in suffering. How is it that we can glorify God in suffering? Or you can also talk about a time where God was with you or with your family during a period of suffering. We really want to be teaching them and explaining to them that during periods of suffering, we need to draw closer to God, not farther away. All right, so then also, ladies, Friday Night Freedom Talks this Friday, June 23rd at 630 um, so you're going to be talking about, you guys voted on the box of fear, anxiety, and worry. Um, this is something that we all have to deal with to learn how to stop fear, anxiety, and worry in its tracks. The church will supply some snacks when we arrive and after we finish the teaching discussion. Then the ladies are going to go out to Marie Calendar's together for those who would like to go out and fellowship. So definitely come for that. Ladies, it's been a big hit. I know there's always a lot of you that want to come out and fellowship on Friday night. Then don't forget, Sunday, July 2nd at 10.30, we have our Visitor Sunday. Oh, yeah, also for the ladies, there's this sign-up sheet in the back, okay? It's pink. I know you all like pink probably. It's like a little cloud. It's just on the back table, and you can sign up. You can put your name and then how many people you'll be bringing. That would help us out tremendously so we can have enough snacks for everybody. Um, On 4th of July, Visitor Sunday, on Sunday, July 2nd, we're going to be celebrating uh, American independence, our freedoms, especially our religious freedom. and we're gonna go out and with our religious freedom, we're going to go out and witness to other people and invite them to church. So on, on July 2nd, bring a first time visitor and they'll get this blanket, this beautiful blanket. Uh, and <clears throat> and uh, yeah, all the first time visitors will see, receive this blanket. We're gonna have food after. we're gonna have another uh, we're gonna have another lunch after service. We haven't decided what. Um, But hopefully it will be 4th of July themed. Baptism Sunday is coming up Sunday, July 16th at 1030. So if you would like to be baptized or you know anyone who wants to be baptized, uh, you can sign up. There's going to be a sign-up sheet starting next week. So be thinking about that. You can talk to my dad or me if you're not quite sure what baptism is or want more information. We're happy to do that. We'll probably also have some handouts explaining what baptism is next week. Uh, so just be thinking about that. Then Youth Summer Camp is at Camp Cedarcrest, July 22nd through the 26th. The theme is On Mission from John 2021, and the cost is $310 per person. There's financial aid available, so don't let the cost be a barrier to your son or daughter going to camp. And if you're interested in providing some of that financial aid, we would really appreciate it. You can make a donation in the offering today or anytime. And just uh, designate it, use summer camp. We would really appreciate that. The registration deadline is July 1. Um, I really would like people to register as soon as possible. I just want to make sure we, they don't fill up and we still have space for everyone who wants to go. Um, there's this form in the back. If you want to register, just, just fill this out. Parents, just fill this form out and get that to me before July 1st. It is $25 extra if you register after July 1st. And then I have a quick video just to uh, promote, just to preview what camp looks like. So if we can go ahead and play that.
2: the dude.
0: That looked like fun. We had 34 fun loving kids at VBS this year, and here they are. Come on down. Let's see the picture of them praising the Lord. You don't see kids praising the Lord lifting their hands up uh, as much as. uh, There you go. Stay down there. Stay. Turn, turn around. Face the crowd. <laughs> all right. Can we get them all in? Yeah. Move, up, move down. They like looking at themselves, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go around them around. Go, go, go. We, we want to center up. And they're going to sing for you. You want them to sing? and
2: uh <laughs> yeah, in <Getting> close
0: <laughs> okay, here we go, so uh. They're going to turn, and they're going to follow you? All right. Face Sister Leanne and Raina, and we're going to do some singing. This is the uh, Kingdom Keepers theme song. Come
2: on, you guys, get ready. Let's go. Let's praise the Lord. Ready? Woo! Let's go. There's two kingdoms, but they're not the same. There's only one king who will There's a kingdom of lies, fear and shame And a kingdom of truth, where Jesus reigns Kingdom keepers, make us sound The King of kings, he has been crowned To stand for truth, we'll stand this day Because Jesus is the only What will you choose? The Spirit of God is gone.
3: Praise the Lord, everyone. These kids are so amazing. I have to tell you, last year they didn't, uh, they sang and they did it, you know, pretty good, but this year they got into it. I want to thank Leanne and Raina for really leading the kids and the teachers. All the teachers were singing with the kids, and they just got them so excited that they just loved it. They loved last week. They loved their science class. They learned all kinds of things. And what did you like the most?
4: Science.
3: What happened in science? Oh,
4: I liked
3: the Mentos and soda. The Mentos and soda. Charles did a science thing where it blew up, and, the, and he got all wet and everything. The kids loved it. And what else did you like? Um, science. <laughs> what other class? Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. With Bindi, Bindi, you want to stand up? She did all the arts and crafts. I mean, she had them make chalices and all kinds of stuff from the medieval times that went with our with the Bible scriptures. It was fantastic. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we are going to call the kids. Up, and I will start with the little ones. Uh, Christopher Acosta, is he here today? No, he's not here. But we want to give him a hand because he was at Bible school. Okay. Damien Tadeo. Okay. Damien. Here's your certificate. Thank you so much for coming. Did you have fun? Okay. Amen. Um, Demi Chacon come on over here these kids have so much fun and I was so excited to see her go on the slide the big slide (laughs) because I'm always a little bit nervous when the little kids go but her parent I when her parents came they let her go and she did a great job on the slide Kayla Johnson Kayla's not here today, but she was at VBS. Lillian Bienavitas. Hey! Lillian uh, lives next door to Maggie. Maggie brought her to VBS. Maddie, Madison Daly. Maddie, come on up. Here we go, Maddie. Maddie is just one of those girls that gets excited about everything. Anything you do, she's excited, and that's wonderful. We love her. And then we have R.J. Fernandez. Is he here? Okay, so he's not here today. But he was here, and that's Gina's grandson, R.J. Fernandez. Now I'm going to call the older children um, Adelia Tadeo. Adelia. Here she is. Come on up here. Let everybody see you. Ad- Adelia Tadeo. Oh, I'm sorry. Adelia. It's not Adelia. It's Adelia. Is that better? Okay. Yeah, Adelia is Margaret's granddaughter. <laughs> um, Aurora Thibodeau. Aurora was one of the winners of our costume contest. She was a dragon, a pretty dragon, though. Oh, we have to back up so we can be in the thing. But anyway, uh, um, Aurora is always fun, and she loves to have a good time, and we're so happy to have her here. Dayana Maya Chacon. There she is. She likes being called by Diana, right? And that's her first name. So, yay, Diana. She's a lot of fun. Eli Montez. Eli's not here, but he was at VBS. Let's give him a hand. Jace Marino. Yay, Jace. What did did you like the best? Science. 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 That's already three votes for science. Yeah. Very good. What did you like about the science? Uh, Cooking Mentos. Oh, that's experiment. <laughs> the Mentos and the Coke, or the Ment—what was it? Mentos and what? Coke. Oh, Diet Pepsi and Mentos, and it blew up. Okay, they like the blow up. Luke Garcia, Luke. Luke came last year, and I'm so glad he came this year. And, Luke, what did you like? Science. Science. Oh, Charles. What did you like? Newton's Cradle. What? Oh, Newton's Cradle. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Levi, Larry Moore. Is Levi here? No. Uh, Mateo. Now, I'm going to say your last name and tell me if I say it right. Gwalchirani. Gwalchirani. Thank you, Mateo. I'm so happy to see that he came, and he was very, uh, he was praising the Lord, he was loving the Lord, and he was having a great time. Matthew Tan. Did you want to say anything about VBS? Um, I love science because we did the, um, the Diet Coke Explosion. Very good. They all like the Diet Coke Explosion, especially when Charles got totaled, right? Nayeli, Nayeli Tadeo. Yay, Nayeli. What was your favorite thing? Science. Okay, science. We got them all. Did anybody, they did like the other things. It's just the, what did you like?
4: Science.
3: <laughs> science. Uh, the reason uh, they're saying this, last year we didn't have science. And so Charles taught on science and how the science backs up the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The Word of God is proved by science, and that's what he was teaching the children. So, they loved it. Sarah, Sarah Alexander. (laughs) Did you like anything else besides science? Arts and Crafts with Bindi. Uh, Arts and Crafts with Bindi, Woo! (laughs) Okay, um, I wanted to give... Where did the t shirt go? Oh, right here. Okay,
1: thank you.
4: Maxine,
3: we wanted, we, I know you didn't get to come to VBS, but we wanted to give you one of the t shirts for VBS. And then uh, Zachary, come on up. Zachary Garcia. I apologize to him. You know, I have this thing about losing stuff. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, he was with us this whole week. I had his little thing here, and it's, I don't know where it went. Somebody stole it. Somebody stole it. Don't you think somebody stole it? <laughs> so anyway, what did you like, Zach? Um, science. Science. You like science, too. But anyway, I'm going to give you your, um, your award certificate, Okay after church. Is that okay? All right. Let's give Zach a big hand. Thank you.
0: Praise the Lord. Yeah, I got some things to do here. (laughs) Can you tell that Marianne loves the kids? She puts her whole heart and soul into it. And uh, we want to thank her for all that she has done. And Celia's going to say something.
3: Hi. Yeah, we can't go without recognizing the one person that kind of strung it all together. There were many, many hands that put all this together. But there was one uh, who was coordinating it, who was planning it from months ago, and who was getting all the volunteers to try to, you know, and all the things that they had to do. Courtney all that, so on behalf of all of the teachers and helpers and singers and actors, I want to honor Mary Ann over here. We want to honor Mary Ann. Thank you. Mary Ann, these are for you. God bless you. God bless you, and may the Lord have riches for you in heaven for all you do for us. Thank you. And these are our lovely teachers. We have Ashley here, right there. Yay. She was over the faithful followers. And then we have Vanessa with Ashley over the faithful followers. We had Cecilia over the righteous warriors. Woo. And we had Margaret and um, Maggie. Ma- Maggie. <laughs> Joyful jugglers. Okay? So they all did a wonderful job. And then Ruth, come here. Yes, girl. Ruth. Yay, Ruth. Yes, ma'am. And Rosie, where's Rosie? Come up here. Come up here. Okay, this lady, uh, she was so wonderful. I don't know how to tell you, her and her husband, Joe. Um, Where's Joe? Anyway, um, they helped us so much, and Ruth was so special because the things I didn't see, she went behind me and cleaned them up and just did things for me that I've never had anyone do for me at the VBS. So thank you so much. I love you. And then Rosie, this is my sister in the Lord and in in Christ. And if I had a sister, which I didn't, she is my my Lord's sister. He gave her to me. But anyway, I want to tell you, that girl was with me almost every day helping me for the last three months during the week. Yeah, she was here. She's really good at administrative things and just really organizing all the little stuff. And she loves doing it. That's what's so wonderful. And I just wanted you to give her a hand and thank her for that. And for everybody else who helped, thank you so much. We just really appreciate you. This was a really successful year. And next year is going to be better. It's going to be called The Great Jungle Cruise. Through Genesis through Revelations,
0: the great jungle cruise. Praise the Lord. All right, kids, you're going to go to classes and we're going to sing uh, the song as you go. Kingdom Keepers. Huh? Uh, No, they're going to, as they go. As you go. And the youth can also go with them to their classes. Praise the Lord.
2: There's two kingdoms, but they're not the same. There's only one king who will never change. There's a kingdom of lies, fear and shame. And a kingdom of truth where Jesus reigns. Kingdom keepers make us sound. The king of kings he has. What will you choose the spirit of?
0: You did good, boys and girls. <laughs> right now, we're going to worship the Lord in our giving, our tithes, and our offerings unto Him. It's good to acknowledge the Lord, is it not? When you come into the house of the Lord, you want to acknowledge the Father of the house. And when you give to Him, He said He will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. We thank you that his father, the Father's love for us is over. Uh, bounding or overflowing unto us. Isn't that good news? I know my father, when I ever asked him for something, he always gave me what I needed because he loved me. And the Father loves you. So as you give, know that the Father loves you and he wants to give to you. Amen? Amen. So Father, we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to worship you this way. And as we give, we give to you, Lord, knowing that you uh, will give to us good measure, pressed down, checking together, running over, men will give unto our bosoms. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: I carried my burden for too long on my own. I was created to bear it alone. Hear your invitation. Let it all go. I saw it now, and I'm laying it down. I know I need you. I run to the Father for fall into grace. grace. I'm done, I'm with, done with the hiding, no reason I'm to wait. My heart I'm needs a surgeon, surgeon. my soul I'm needs a friend. I so run I'm to the, the Father again and again. again again and again oh you saw my condition had a plan from the start. Your son for redemption. The price of my heart. I don't have a content. But that kind of love I don't understand can't comprehend. Oh, I I run to the Father, I fall into grace, I'm done with the hide and no reason to my heart needs a surgeon. my soul needs a friend, I run to the Father again and again, again and again. Oh, 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 I run to the Father, I fall into grace I'm done with my hiding, no reason to wait My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend I run to the Father again and again and again.
0: Praise the Lord. We're gonna sign Billy up to the sprint team. Because he has to run behind the scenes and change the the cameras. But welcome. I have a great message for you today. Are you ready for it? Amen. Let's just take a moment, just calm ourselves down, calm our spirits. Just receive from the Father. Father, we just thank you for your love towards us, your care for us, and how much you have given to us, your own son. You did not withhold even your only begotten son. We thank you, Father, for your love that you didn't want us to die and not have experienced heaven, but you gave everything that you could with your son. We thank you for it. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that's with us always, even until the end of time, entering and ushering us into your presence and into your everlasting kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I love the Lord. You love the Lord. Amen. So, Father, as we come together for hearing some words that will encourage us, I ask you to strengthen my heart, my mind, my soul to speak your words, and I give you the praise and glory and honor for it in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. Okay, you know, I know growing up as kids, we don't really appreciate our dads as much as we should. Can I get an amen on that? Is that... We're, we're kind of consumed with our own ways and our own needs, and we forget about Dad, who's actually looking out for our best interests, even though they don't know exactly how to do it or the way to do it. I, you know, when I was growing up, I, used to, I wanted someone to be like, Father knows best. I wanted my dad to be that way, be in a suit and come and be real kind and having wisdom and sitting me down and talking to me, and that wasn't the case, praise the Lord, <laughs> But as I grew up, I found out that he gave the wisdom that he had to get me through what I needed to get through, because he was watching over me and looking, uh, for, looking uh, for me. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, I want to show you a picture of my dad back in 1949. Let's look at this. Yeah, isn't that cool? My mom and dad had met, they were corresponding by letter, uh, and uh, he came home on leave and said, let's get married, Je- Jenny, <laughs> in 1948, and so here they are. Look at that gown. I mean, they don't, they don't have gowns like that anymore, do they? That's old-fashioned. But so he, he worked for the, uh, uh, the Navy. Here he is in the Navy. I, he does. The shoot. The, oh, there he is. In the navy, he he loved to work a, uh, on engines. He was a great mechanic, and so he did those things. And and I learned from him because he could fix anything. I know because I could break everything. <laughs> but I never worried because I know my dad would fix it. You know, transfer that over to God no matter what trouble i had gotten myself into, I knew God could fix it. Amen? So the things that you learn from your father, maybe not exactly what you wanted to have, but you have to learn what they have, they can give to you. Praise the Lord. So uh, the title of today's message is The Gifts of the Father. And what does the Father give? He gives only what he has. He can't give anything else. So if he doesn't have it, he gets it from the Heavenly Father, and he gives it to you. So that's our responsibility, fathers, is to find out what we're lacking from the Father in heaven and give it to our sons, whether it be patience, whether it be love, whether it be understanding, whatever it is. And even times when you have to say, I'm sorry, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? Father knows best all the time. No, not all the time. Sometimes you have to listen and hear from God and and. Reach the child at their own place or their own position. You know, my son, you know, when I was growing up, <laughs> my mom would always tell me to do this or that, and sometimes she'd tell me, don't do this. And i say, why, mom? And she said, because. And I said, because why? And she said, because I'm your mother. How many of you are raised that way where the parents didn't have to give a reason? that's the way it is. Take it or leave it. You want to move out? Go ahead. <laughs> so I made a vow when I grew up. And if I was ever a father, and if my son, if I son or daughter, if they ever, if I ever had to tell them something, and they asked why, I would explain it to them in detail. I would make sure they understood exactly why I was doing something. Little did I know, I was going to get a lawyer as a son. So when I said, son, we're going to do this, and he said, why? I go, well, let me explain it to you. Because of this and this and this. And he said, yeah, dad, but what about that and that and that? I go, well, no, let me explain it to you. And I did my best to try to explain why I was doing what I was going to do. I couldn't convince him. So guess what I finally had to say? Because I'm the dad, okay? That's what, that's (laughs) where you're going to do it because... I said so. <laughs> and then as he got older, I used lawyer terms. I said, objection overruled. You know, <laughs> I said, the judge has made his decision. You know, you may leave the court. <laughs> but how many, you know, the spirit of the father goes really with the son. How many of you remember when your, uh, your father taught you how to tie a tie? Remember that? Isn't that a, a beautiful thing? I mean, remember your father teaching you how to ride a bike. Yeah. My dad used to run behind me and to make sure I didn't fall, but I would run into cars, run into curbs, but I just kept getting up. Amen. How about driving a car for you ladies? Your father ever teach you how to drive a car? <laughs> That's a harrowing experience, isn't it? <laughs> a father shapes a child's life, and sometimes I find myself inadvertently doing the same things my father did. So, one time I went in the, in the, in the bathroom, I looked at the mirror, I was shocked. I go, what, what my dad? Oh, that's, that's me, <laughs> not my dad. <laughs> and then I'll make some noises that my dad used to make. And my wife would say, are you okay? I go, I'm just grunting, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's kind of shocking. It is. So, uh. Let me think, let's go here. Okay, so so what I found out with was in raising a child, you, you can't, hard to do it by yourself. And so I would explain, I would tell my son something, but my wife would have to come along and explain why. And I found this scripture in Proverbs 1.8, my son, hear the instruction of your father, do not forsake the teaching of your mother. So, the father lays down the law, okay, we're going to do it this way, and that's the way it's going to be. And the mother would come along and say, well, this is, what we're going to, this is how we're going to do it, this is why we're going to do it. So, she took the time to help me explain. But, you know, the Bible has all the answers for us. If we need answers from God, we have the Bible. And the fathers can only give what they have. Now, I, I pride myself in being a peacemaker. Not pride, but, you know, I... Try, the Bible says, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. And so that's what I would do, is I would bring meekness and gentleness to every situation that we're facing. So even if I have to correct somebody at church, I do it in gentleness and meekness and in love. And my son says, Dad, you're so soft, you're so light, people don't even know they're being corrected. (laughs) I go, yeah, I know, but, you know, that's the way I do it. He said, you need to be a little more stronger, a little more determined and everything. I go, no, I let the Holy Spirit do it. I just put it out there. So one brother, uh, I had to correct him about something, and I told him the the situation. And he went to talk to my son. He goes, you know, uh, I had a good conversation with your dad. I feel good. And I think I was corrected. I'm not sure if I was or not. But (laughs) I think... Now, in Proverbs 19.22, it says, the kindness of a man makes makes him attractive. It is the kindness of a man that makes him attractive. So, men, if you're looking for a wife, you know, find someone that's attractive. That's what, find someone that's kind. My wife found that when when we were dating. Why are you laughing? Is this so foreign to you? (laughs) brother. Okay, this is a tough crowd, I tell you. But when we were dating, I was teaching the blind people in Sierra Madre, you know, things of of the Lord, and I did Bible studies, and I took them on trips, and Marianne was there watching me. She's going, that's the kind of guy I want to be with, someone that's kind, because if he's kind and patient with them, he'll be kind and patient with me. The only problem is I only did that for like an hour, When I got home, I'd be the regular self, you know. (laughs) So what's in your spirit? What is it that you can give to your sons and your daughters? Whatever you have, you know. I remember one time I was, Charles was being, you know, impatient or doing something crazy, and I grabbed him. He was a young boy. I go, can't you be, can't you control yourself? And I heard the voice of the Lord say, can't you control yourself? Oh, okay, yeah. So whatever you are, you transmit it down to your children. So if they're acting crazy, guess what? They might be getting it from you. Like when, we, when Charles was being raised and he did something wrong, Marianne, Marianne and I both looked at each other and we said, that, that's your side, that, that's you coming out. And he said, no, 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 that's you coming. No. So my question to you is what kind of gifts are you giving to your children? What's in your spirit? How are your actions? How are you modeling the Lord in your actions? Well, you can model it by the word of God. And so this scripture, I think, really depicts it in Psalms 112. Let's look at it here. This is such a beautiful scripture. It says, blessed is the man, that's us, who fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? Respect him, honor him, want to do what's right. Who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. And my son said to me, he said, he realized, you know, Dad, I'm getting a lot of blessings. I believe it's because you and Mom lived a good life. Because you served the Lord, I feel like I'm getting favor and I'm getting blessed because of what you all did. Amen? Wealth and riches will be in his house And his righteousness endures forever, until the upright there arises light in the darkness. Here's a man. He is gracious, full of compassion, and righteous. Are you that way? Full of compassion, gracious. Somebody wrote me a letter or a note. She said, you're the most gracious person, most generous person I've ever met. I went like, really? (laughs) That's pretty good. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely, he will not be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. And This is the one that I like the most. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, fixed on the Lord. I've lived this so many times. When people come to me with problems, situations in the house, in the church, in the neighborhood, I am calm. I'm not shaking. I know the Lord is going to come and deliver me and help me, just like my father would. He can fix anything, and the Lord can fix anything that you're going through. Now, why would the Lord bless someone like that? Oh, I'm not done yet. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. I'm so thankful. Some people here, they have troubles in their lives. They get uh, maybe fired, or maybe they have an accident or a physical situation, but they still keep trusting and believing in the Lord. And that's what we have to do. We can't give up. You shall not be afraid. Trusting in the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now, why is it important for us as men and women to teach our children? Why is it so important? Because God wants his legacy. He wants the knowledge of him to pass on to generation after generation. He doesn't want it just to stop with us right? He doesn't want us to say, okay, we made it, now our children, who cares? No. And here's what, here's it's typified in Genesis when God called Abraham. Let's look what it says here. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all of the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. How is that possible? Because I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him. He's gonna, I'm going to bless him because he's going to command his children after him. That they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. What has the Lord spoken to you? It'll, it'll come to pass if you obey and fear the Lord with all your heart. And I've, it's a process. You know, I, I, I'm finding out, I look back on my life, and I'm more sanctified and holy and righteous now than I was when I first got started, even though my heart was, but my body and my mind was not doing the right thing. But day by day, year by year, uh, onward, upward, soldier, uh, upward. Uh, what is it, onward, Christian soldiers, I've seen that things just keep falling off of me, and all of a sudden now I have a dedication to seek the Lord with all my heart. So you, if you're not there, keep going, keep pressing forward. Amen. I, I was talking to Matthew Amako, the, the boy that goes to um, Notre Dame, and he went to a Bible study there. And the teacher said, Do you guys want to pray like Jesus? And they said, Yeah. He goes, Well, remember when Jesus prayed all night? <laughs> He said, we're going to start when you get here, and we're going to pray all night long. And they go, no, 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 no. we don't. <laughs> How about the, can't we just pray one hour? How about that, How about that prayer? <laughs> no, they weren't. Go look at this. I'm going to give you some uh, parents and men in the Bible, and tell me if they are good or bad parents, all right? Adam and Eve, good or bad? Bad, Why? The son killed the other son. He got angry. Now, shouldn't the father have noticed that at the dinner table, there's <laughs> the guy's got an anger problem? Pass the salt. No, you you get your own salt. <laughs> Can you get me something to drink? No, you you know what? I'm tired. You get your own drink. No, there was an anger problem, right? He should realize that. How about Noah? Good or bad? Good. He's a good parent. Why? He got his sons to help him build an ark for a 100 years. That's amazing. It keeps them focused, even when the world was doing all kinds of crazy things, partying, carrying on, you know, but he kept them in the fold. Praise the Lord. Abraham, good or bad? He good. Why? He didn't let Isaac marry the ungodly girls. You know, Dad, I'm dating this girl. She's not saved, but she really looks good. And what do you think? Uh, no, son. <laughs> do not be unequally yoked with non-believers, right? So Abraham told his servant, he was having a hard time. Isaac was getting married. Some people have that same problem now. And so he told his, son, his servant, go into my father's uh, country and find him a wife. And he went, this is, this is before eHarmony. And so he went... And found a wife because she was serving the camels. He said, if you get a wife that's a servant, that'll be good. That'll be good. So that's what happened. Isaac, good or bad? Good? Bad. He's bad. Why? You think he would learn? He, 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 has a, he favored one child over another. Remember Jacob and Esau? Yeah, Jacob hung around with the mom, you know, in the kitchen, cooking and doing the draperies and everything. And the father loved the son, Esau, because he went out hunting. And there was separation there. He should have never... My mom used to teach us, 50-50, everything is 50-50. Split it down the middle. When my mother died, we all... And my father, we split it down the middle, my my, uh, sister and I, right? So this was so bad, parenting that Jacob had to run away from Esau for 20 years because Esau was going to kill him because he stole his birthright. All right, Jacob, good or bad? Definitely bad, right? Why? You think he would have learned not to play favorites? Do you love one more than the other? No, Jacob gave Joseph a coat of many colors, signaling, this is my son, this is the, this is the one that's going to take over, he's going to rule over you. Ho, 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 That was not a good thing, all right? How about David, good parent or bad parent? No, he, no, 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 (laughs) no. He didn't discipline his children. When one of the sons slept with his uh, stepdaughter, he didn't correct them. Then when the other one came, uh, he didn't spend any time with them, and so the the son had to go out into the field and burn down the father's uh, land Field just to get the tension. Bad. So it doesn't matter if you're leading, you know, the kingdom of God. You still have to take care of your own household. I'm, but, Lord, I'm busy. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to do things, you know. I'm, I'm busy with my corporation. I'm busy work, ma- trying to make money to supply and provide. You need to take care of your family. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, uh, train up a child in the way that he should go right? So that when he is old, even when he is old, he will not depart. And so how do you do that? When you walk by the way, you teach him the word. When you sit down, you you teach him the word. When you lie down, you teach him the word. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you teach him the word of God. Praise God. Now, I want to read a, a few things here. It's not good enough to teach people or the children positive aspects and blessings that come from God. You have to discipline them And teach them how to discern good and evil, the truth from the lies. And that's what we did at Vacation Bible School. We're not only teaching them about the Bible, but also how to spot distortions of Scripture that make it seem that right is wrong and wrong is right. Amen? You know what's going on, it's crazy. They have to decide for themselves, but if they don't have a firm foundation in knowing what is right or wrong, they don't know how to defend the faith, and they'll be overtaken, and all of a sudden we will have children. Crazy. My son's going to talk about a bill that's coming to the legislature in California where you have to declare, if you're going to get custody of a child, you have to declare that you are in favor of transgenderism in your children. If you don't, you won't have custody over the children. This is ridiculous what we're going through. Amen? Okay, we can't assume that just because we pray at meals and bedtime and go to church every week that our kids will understand the foundation principles of, uh, of the Bible. Amen? Okay, I'm going to wrap up here on my part. I'm going to have my son come in and tell you what I did when he was... Uh, oh, you ready for this quote? Now, this is a, 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 a person... Wrote an article and he quoted the, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the mood or the, the temperature of the kids. Let me see this uh, quote here. You ready for this? <clears throat> the children now love luxury, they have bad manners. Anybody, can you, anybody relate to this? Contempt for authority. They show disrespect for elders and love chatter in, pl- in place of doing exercise. Children are now tyrants, not the servants of their own households. They no longer rise when elders enter the room. They contradict their parents. They chatter before company. They gobble up all desserts at the table, cross their legs, and tyrannize their teachers. Can you relate to that? That was written by Socrates in the year 500 B.C. Isn't that crazy? It's the same kids, but guess what? The consequences are worse because now they go into transgenderism, they commit suicide, they they, they do all kinds of... They go into drugs, they kill themselves. It's crazy, isn't it? Amen. Uh, Ron, could you uh, go up and, and tell Charles we're, we're ready for him? So, kids have always been unruly, but now we have to know that we have to take charge of them and be uh, watchful and guarding them, amen? So, let's see here. I'm going to look at what I haven't said. Yeah. So, Charles is going to come down and tell, him, tell you from his side <laughs> whether I was a good dad or a bad dad, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm praying that everything will be okay, you know. He said, he said he had some good things to say, so I'm kind of glad about that. <laughs> I told him, you know, son, you know, because, you know, he has a different way of thinking than I do. He's more, you know, cut and dry. I'm more rounded, <laughs> you know, just kind of make it easy. Everything's going to be all right. And he's more like an, a prophet. You want to get, you know, the ax to the root. But... Uh, we've learned how to, you know, join together and get a good, good uh, thrust. Yeah, a good. What? Make it work. Make it work. Hallelujah. So, I, so, so sometimes he'll tell me stuff like that. You know, why you do this? Why you do that? Why you do this? And so I said, Can you like maybe uh, on my in my funeral? Can you say some good things about me? You know. He said, oh, I got, I got plenty of good things to say about you. I go, okay, uh, well, don't wait till then. Let's, let's do it now. Amen. So the youth are going to find a seat. And here we go.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Dad. So first of all, I just wanted to say, um, before we get started, you know, my dad has spent the last 72 years of his life, he would give gifts. One of his signature gifts, especially to his mom, was he would go to Trader Joe's and get all her favorite foods and treats and put it in a basket and then put it in cellophane and gift it, to, gift it to her. And he's done it to others, I think, as well. But after 72 years, no one had ever done that for him. So for Father's Day, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday I went to Hobby Lobby, I got a nice basket, and I gifted it to him this morning. I think you were shocked, right? You, You weren't expecting that, right? So anyway, it was a big one. So I just want to tell you, do something special for your dads today, okay, honor them. Believe me, when I was younger, I didn't realize how difficult it is to be a father. It's extremely challenging, and I'm just barely starting to get a glimpse of what it actually is, but it's very difficult to be the leader and the head of a family. So fathers, I just want to honor you all just like I'm about to honor my dad. So I think the three things my dad was talking about today, the gifts were unconditional love and discipline, biblical instruction, and setting an example on how to love and serve God. So I wanted to talk about what he did growing up and in my life to really um, implant or plant those seeds in my life. So first of all, Unconditional love and discipline. The thing that is great about my dad is that he is a very loving, very compassionate person. He's always loved me. I've always known that he was there for me. And whenever I got in trouble, if I ran out of gas before a job interview, if I, um, you know, if my car broke down, no matter what it is, it's like when I'm in trouble, the first person I go to is dad, and he always fixes it for me. So. I've been very blessed because my dad is such a warm, loving father. Um, I've been, and obviously he's not perfect, okay? It's not like he's God or anything. But, but my image of God, you know, oftentimes, oftentimes our image of God is kind of um, like our, our earthly father, you know, will set an example for us in terms of how we view God. So for me... I've never doubted that, like, God loved me. That's never been something that I've ever had to doubt because my dad has set such a good example as an earthly father loving me. So thanks, Dad, for that. I've never doubted God's unconditional love for me. Discipline. So the thing that my, my mom actually did most of the disciplining, I will be honest. She was very strict. But the one thing my dad disciplined, disciplined me in was I couldn't not love people. Like, if I said something mean to somebody or said something unkind, that was when my dad was like, nope, you got to stop that right now. So he always taught me how to be kind to other people. And I think you can feel it reflected in this church. When you're in this church, my dad is the head of this church. He is the leader. And the thing that he values the most is he wants us all to be loving and kind towards one another. Even if we mess up or screw up, he wants... People to be corrected in a gentle way. Even today, he's like, "Mm, You weren't gentle enough with them. I was like, What do you mean? I was so gentle. He's constantly saying, Gentler, gentler, gentler. To the point where sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if they think that they're being corrected. (laughs) Because my dad has this way, he kind of like talks in a circle, you know? And you're like, What did he say? He's like, I don't know what he said, but I feel really good about myself. So that's a good thing. All right. um, Okay, so number two, um, biblical instruction. You know, when I was younger, my, I used to kind of complain to my dad sometimes. And I was like, you know, Dad, like, you're not really good in this area. Or, you know, like, I went to a private Christian school, so the kids would, like, come. They'd have these, you know, fancy cars or whatever. Um, and I'd be like, oh, like, you know, we don't have that. We don't have this. You know, like, we don't have, I don't have the, like, you know, best this, you know. And so, you know, as a kid in high school, you'd be kind of jealous of your friends who have other things. And so my dad would always tell me, he's like, look, I may not have made it in that area. We may not have those things. We may not have, you know, the best car. But what I did do is I taught you the word of God. And, you know, and when I was a kid, I'd be like, yeah, that's good. I was like, but can we have both? You know what I mean? Like, um, but it's so true. Like growing up today, seeing where my friends have ended up, how they've, you know, spun out of control. Because their parents did not give them the Word of God, did not teach them the Word of God to to the extent that my parents did. I mean, they made it the priority. It was the number one priority growing up. I mean, like I said on Mother's Day, my dad, I would just wake up and my dad would just be reading the Word of God, just like all the time. He still does it to today. So he just put that priority of the Word of God teaching me the, the Bible in every circumstance, in every situation. It was just constant, you know? It wasn't forceful, it was just, it was just all the time, you know, it was kind and loving, but it was all the time, and so I was thinking, because, you know, this week, you know, we were saying, like, what, what, what a great thing it was, we were teaching the word of God to the kids, we were telling them how to be keepers of the kingdom, well, on my Father's Day card with my dad today, I said, dad, thank you for helping me become a keeper of the kingdom before it was a tagline, you know, that's basically what my parents did. They taught me how to be a keeper of the kingdom by planting the word of God on the inside of me. So I appreciate that so much about him. And then lastly, uh, setting an example on how to love and serve God. So there's one thing you know about my dad, okay? He's on the go, and church is like the most important thing. God and church are like the most important thing to him. And number two is maybe his family. Number three is basketball. So um, unless you're involved in one of those three things, it's really hard To, like, have a a strong, like, regular, ongoing relationship with my dad. It's very hard, okay? So, like, the point was, like, growing up, if you wanted to have a relationship with dad, you had to help out at church. Like, that's just how it is, you know? And he was always at church, you know? He set an example of how to love and serve God. He was always serving people. In the middle of the night, if people were sick and needed prayer, he would go to the hospital. I mean, we would get phone calls at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know? And we'd wake up, and Dad would go, and we were like, you're crazy, you're crazy, but he would go, because he wanted to set an example to his family on how to love and serve the Lord. So, like, I used to joke about it when I was younger, but now, it's a really great heritage, you know, to think of all the things that he does, and he still does, for people in this church. So, I just want to honor you, and thank you, Dad, for giving me all those gifts throughout my life. And you can do that, too. The number one thing in terms of faith transmission, they've they've studied it, a warm and loving father who goes to church on a regular basis. You've got to do that, dads. We need you, okay? The culture is raging, and I know that sometimes it can be daunting, and you feel like there's no way that I can do everything that needs to be done. I can't be the man that I want to be for my kids, but I believe in you. God can give you the strength. God can uh, rise you up and give you supernatural ability. You have to believe that. Because I'm telling you, our kids and our youth and our young adults, they need strong, godly men as examples. And if if they don't have a father, like, men in this church, let's be a father to them, okay? Let's be an adopted father, okay? We have to do that for them, you know? We have to um, just... Just be keepers on the wall. We have to be the the watchmen on the wall, men. Even if you're not a father, you can still have an influence and an impact on some of the kids or some of the youth in our congregation. So please, step it up. Don't give up. Keep going. You're doing a great job. And just um, keep praying and believing and using God as your strength.
0: Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray as the band comes up for a final song and we're going to have good fellowship out there. We've got chicken and rice and beans and chips and dip and all kinds of stuff, amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you lifting up the men of this congregation and those that are hearing online that they would also be the God kind of man that you want them to be so that they can rise up and do those things that are pleasing in your sight and be an example to their children, that they will say, I want to be like my dad, who is like my father in heaven. So, Father, I just thank you for your spirit to come upon them, to guide and direct them. Make any changes that need to be changed in their lives so that they can measure up to the stature and the fullness of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.